Here we go again. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. This is the tenth year that Fibber and Molly and all of us have been coming into your homes for these friendly visits. It certainly hasn't seemed that long to us, and we hope it hasn't to you. We're genuinely glad to be back, and we hope you'll continue to set your dials for us on Tuesday nights. Those nice people we work for, the makers of Johnson's Wax, are grateful. Not only for the way you continue to use their products, but for the patience you've shown when occasionally your dealer has been temporarily out of your favorite size. And they are glad, too, that Johnson's Wax self-polishing glow coat and car new have helped you during these days of conservation to take better care of your things. Wistful Vista tonight. That ratted anyway. I'd have swore they were in here. The uh, squire of 79 Wistful Vista seems to be... Uh... Oh, my gosh. Here's a yo-yo. I'll give that to Hope. He uses one every week. Oh, and here's my bicycle. Pump. As I was saying, the squire of 79 Wistful Vista seems to be... Ah, oh, my old mandolin. Now, if I could only find the... Looking for something in the hall closet as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Doggone it, they're around here someplace. I know that. Oh, here's my bicycle clips. I wondered where they... Heavenly days, McGee. What are you doing? Huh? And after I just cleaned this house. You're as upsetting as a flat-bottom boat after a lobster dinner. (laughs) Well, I'm looking for something. Well, why don't you ask Mother where things are instead of ripping the old homestead apart? Okay, where's my hip boots? Hip boots? You heard me, Tootsie. H-I-P-P-B-O-T-S, hip boots. <laughs> if you're so well informed as the location of where stuff is, where's my hip boots? Well, for goodness sakes, why on earth do you want those? Don't dodge the issue, Mrs. McGee. Where are they at? I'm sorry, dearie. I'm afraid I lose the $64. You mean you don't know? I haven't seen a sign of them. That's pretty strange. For a housekeeper that can spot ant tracks on the carpet at 40 paces. <laughs> with the naked eye. If you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> now, let me see. McGee, what are those things on your elbow? Huh? Oh, these? My bicycle clips. I just found them in the closet here. Been looking for these for years. Why, you haven't got a bicycle? Well, I did have when I was a young fella. But I couldn't keep up with the other boys. You couldn't? After three blocks, I couldn't even lift my knees. Oh. Mm-hmm. Muscle trouble? No. My folks always used to buy me suits with two pair of pants. Oh. 
Did you ever try to ride a bike wearing two pairs? <laughs> no, no, of course you didn't. <laughs> Doggone it, where do you suppose them hip boots went to? Maybe you loan them to somebody. What? Loan somebody my good hip boots? No, sir. Nobody could get those boots off me. In fact, it was all I could do to get them off myself. <laughs> I love those boots, and I'm going to find them if it's the last... Well, it seems to me I saw... Oh, Alice, darling. Hello, dear. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Pop. Doggone it, Alice. Quit calling me Pop. I'm neither a character out of the funny paper nor your male progenitor. <laughs> the word, dearie, is progenitor, and don't be so stuffy. With Alice, it's a term of affection and respect. Why, sure, Mr. McGee. I always called my own Pop Pop. I don't care if you did call your own Pop Pop. <laughs> it ain't dignified. Look who's talking. Sitting in the middle of a pile of household junk with his hair in his eyes and bicycle clips on his sleeves and talking about dignity. Oh. <laughs> Come off your high horse, dearie. Your stirrups are dragging. <laughs> <laughs> dignity, my dear, is not a matter of appearance. It's a matter of character. Okay, so you're a character. <laughs> well, what on earth are you doing, Mr. McGee? Aha, uh -huh, I'm glad you asked that question, Alice. You seen anything of my hip boots? Why should Alice have seen them? Well, I thought she might have loaned them to one of the boyfriends that are always dropping in here. The way them young squirts hang around here, I've been thinking of putting in a few pool tables. A soft drink stand. Oh, gee, that's sweet of you, Pop. Uh, is the dining room long enough for a bowling alley? Don't let him kid you, Alice. He likes to have them drop in. Influenced somewhat by the fact that they always bring him a cigar. That has absolutely hardly anything to do with it. <laughs> oh, all the boys think Mr. McGee is just wonderful. They yeah. think he's so young-looking to have had all those marvelous experiences. Oh, sure. For him, it's a marvelous experience to be considered young-looking, Alice. <laughs> just, uh, just what do they say about me, Alice? Oh, creepers, I don't remember exactly. Uh -huh. But one night I heard Paul say to Harry, I'll bet McGee was chief of the chemical warfare division in the last war. Oh, and Harry said to Paul, what makes you think so? And Paul said to Harry, did you ever hear such a gas expert? <laughs> and Harry said to Paul, I don't... The trouble with them boys is they don't know when they're being kidded. You serious about any of these guys, Alice? Mm, no, but I'm kind of crazy about Herbie. He's an usher at the Bijou. Herbie? Is he the one that's always whispering, L.S., M.F.T., L.S., M.F.T.? <laughs> yes, that means, look, sugar, meet me in front of the theater. <laughs> Well, this isn't finding my hip boots, Alice. You sure you haven't seen them anyplace? Well, are hip boots those long overshoes that men wear when they stand in a creek with bugs stuck in their hats, trying to look like the cover of a resort folder? Listen, fidget girl. <laughs> it would behoove you to speak less frivolous about the grand old sport of fly fishing. Oh, McGee, now she didn't mean... Wait till you try it sometime. Wait till you experience the thrill of that first sharp snap. Then the delicate jerks and tugs. The horrible, beautifully uncertainty of it all. The cold perspiration breaking out on your brow. The tense excitement of wondering if you could hang on to it. You ever have a feeling like that? Jiminy, I'll say I have. Oh, do you fish, Alice? No, but my garter broke once while I was dancing. Oh, sure. <laughs> Billy Mills and the orchestra play the Continental.
not behind the piano. Why on earth should your hip boots be behind the piano? Huh? You thinking of wading through Old Man River? <laughs> this is no joking matter, Molly. I gotta find them. You can't buy any hip boots now. Doggone it, I wish I knew where they were at. Don't be so ungrammatical. Hmm? Don't say, where are they at? Just say, where are they? Ah, but that depends on the subjunctive adjective. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a clause in the predicate that refers to the subject that the plural takes infinitive, it does. Now, for instance, if I says, where are my hip boots, the answer might be in the garage. But if I says, where are my hip boots at, the answer would be in the garage hanging up by the garden hose. <laughs> See? It's more specific. <laughs> it's more horse feathers. What, <laughs> what do you know about grammar you could engrave on the head of a pin with a dull shovel? <laughs> and have room left over for Frankie and Johnny. <laughs> Frankie and Johnny. You mean Frankie and Tommy. And let's not talk politics. <laughs> oh, hey. Now what? I got a vague feeling I loaned those hip boots to somebody, and I'll bet it was Wilcox. Well, give him a ring and ask him. Harlow Wilcox. I will. Where's the phone? <laughs> right here where it was last year. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Hello, operator. Give me Wistful Vista 1793. Oh, don't tell me that's you, Mert. Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Mert? Hey, they. Let's say, Mert, your uncle just promoted to tank commander, eh? Which uncle was that, dearie? The one in the street cleaning department. They just put him on a water wagon. <laughs> what say, Mert? No answer, eh? Okay, Mert. Thanks anyhow. Wilcox is out. He ain't in. <laughs> now, I'll bet he knows where my hip boots are at, too. Don't say where they're at. My goodness, you think... Hi, folks. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Just the guy I wanted to see. I just called you up. Did I loan you my hip boots? No, pal, you didn't. Well, he can't seem to find them, Mr. Wilcox. And the way he's been carrying on, you'd think Eisenhower needed them to cross the Rhine. <laughs> well, doggone it, that was a wonderful pair of hip boots. I've caught a lot of fish wearing those hip boots. Gee, honest... <laughs> How did they ever get them on? Oh, <laughs> oh Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, that's a very old joke, Junior. It is? It sure is. I heard it last night on the radio. Gee, I was on the radio last night. Boy, yeah. was I nervous. Yeah. Must be quite an experience, Mr. Wilcox. What was it, a quiz show? Yeah, and did I get embarrassed. Yeah? They asked me what was a seven-letter word meaning something every romantic woman dreamed about. Why, that's easy. It's wedding. I know. And I said, glow coat. <laughs> you would. And if they asked you for a seven-letter word meaning paycheck, you'd have said Johnson. <laughs> you know what side your bread is buttered on? Well, the master of ceremonies really gave me the works. He said, why should a woman dream about glow coat, Mr. Wilcox? And I said, because it makes their housework so much easier. and gives them more time to rest and relax. Mm. Where was this rebroadcast, Junior? Right here in Westville Vista. Very progressive town. Well, it ought to be. It's the county seat. If you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> well, anyway, then he asked me what I thought was so romantic about housework. And you said? I said, because any woman who uses Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on her linoleum, and all you have to do is pour it out, spread it around, it dries to a beautiful gleaming polish in 20 minutes or less, has more leisure to spend in beauty parlors and stores and preserving her own beauty. Ah, I'll bet he's seen you had him there. <laughs> but look, Junior, we're getting away from the main subject. Eh? Oh, so we are. Yeah. Well, I went on to say that Johnson's self-polishing glow coat was the finest protector and beautifier no, for the No, no, I didn't mean that. I was referring to my hip boots. For goodness sakes, can't you forget those hip boots? Well. <laughs> <laughs> a little 
Buying them up is the last thing I ever do. You sure I didn't loan them to you, Junior? Positive. The only time I ever saw them was the time you wore them to that masquerade at the Elks. I don't remember that. Oh, sure. You pulled one of them down over your face. And that was your costume. What was he supposed to be? Puss in boots. Oh. Well, I hope you find them, pal. So long now. Puss in boots. I never did know such a thing. How could a guy dance with a boot over his face? You might try it sometime, dearie. Maybe we wouldn't bump into so many people. <laughs> oh, I'm not so... Hey, do you suppose my boots are out in the garage? No. No, I was out there yesterday checking things over for fire prevention week. Yeah? <laughs> Getting rid of that oily waste and cleaning up generally, and I didn't see them. Well, I sure wish I knew where they were at. You haven't told me yet why you want them so bad. I merely... Hey... I wonder if they could be up in that trunk closet. I'll take a look. I was going upstairs anyway to sort the linen and cry a little. Sort the linen and cry a little? What for? Well, I'm just so happy to see it home again from the laundry. <laughs> I'll let you know if I find the boots here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, there goes a good kid, running her pretty little legs off just to pamper me and my whims. If I was twice the man I am, I wouldn't be half good enough for her, everybody says. <laughs> Bye, George. Some... Come in. Oh, hi, Teeny. How's every little thing, including you? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I says, where you been? Haven't seen you around for a while. I've been visiting with my aunt and uncle on account. Oh. They've been fixing the stuff in the playground this summer, and us kids didn't have any place to play, I bet you. Oh. You didn't, huh? Hmm? I says you didn't, eh? Didn't what? You didn't have any place to play. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you know, Mr. McGee, I'll be glad when I get the playground fixed. Hmm? Long time no seesaw. <laughs> That's pretty good, sis. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, make up your mind, comedian or critic. Hey, sis, you seen anything in my hip boots? No. I was afraid you hadn't. I sure wish I knew where they were. My daddy's got a pair of boots, I bet you. Well, that's very interesting, but it's not much help in my situation. But they're not hip boots, though. They're not, eh? Hmm? I says they're not, eh? Not what? Hip boots! No. No, he wears them on his feet. <laughs> well, I wear my hip boots on my feet, too. You got lower hips than my daddy. <laughs> He's got a lower IQ than mine, so it's a Mexican standoff. You miss me this summer, sis? No. Okay. Where you been, mister? Where you been? Where you been? Where you? Oh, working on a cattle ranch. Oh, gee, a cowboy. Mm -hmm. Just like a Texas stranger. It's Texas ranger, sis, not stranger. You ever been in Texas? No. See what I mean? <laughs> Look, sis. I haven't got time to stand here and batter my bicuspids to bits with idle chit-chat. <laughs> I'm busy trying to find my hip boots. Uh, well, give me two bits if I tell you where they are, mister. Two bits? My gosh, I'll do better than that. Thirty cents. You know where they are, sis? Come on, tell Uncle Fibber. Give me the thirty cents first. Don't you trust me, sis? Sure. But with me, it's cash on the barrel head, mister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're a grasping little guppy, but here's thirty cents. Now, where are my hip boots? Well, when us kids were gathering rubber for the scrap drive a long time ago, uh -huh. we went all over the neighborhood, yeah. I bet you. Looking and looking and looking. Yeah. All over the neighborhood. And finally, we looked in your garage. Oh, my gosh. Don't tell me you little vandals took my good hip boots and threw them on the scrap pile. No. Huh? We couldn't find them. <laughs> so wherever they were, when us kids were looking for them, you'll be glad to know they're still there. Hmm. So long, mister. I find you very nice to do business with. Yeah. 
the King's men sing the Three Caballeros. out in the middle of the floor. Oh, please, Molly, don't scold me. Can't you see how upset I am about my hip boots? I can see how upset everything is, dearie. I can see where I have to get up in the dewy morn and put the house together again. I thought we agreed not to talk politics. <laughs> I didn't say a word about politics. And if you want to avoid discussion, why are you wearing that campaign button? Why? You see what it says? Vote for Grover Cleveland for president. <laughs> what are you wearing that for? Well, the way this campaign is shaping up, any other button gets you nothing but a poke in the nose. <laughs> Hey, did you ask Beulah where my hip boots are? Yes, and she's looking for them. But maybe now you'd better... Oh, McGee. Do you have to take all the drawers out of the desk? I'm going to take everything out of everything till I find them hip boots. Hey, help me move this desk out in the corner, will you, Molly? No, it's too ridiculous. How could your boots ever get behind it? Oh. Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. How are you, mouse face? <clears throat> don't mouse face me, you disappointed Australian. I don't get it. Why am I a disappointed Australian? I was just thinking, if you were a kangaroo, what a family you could haul around. <laughs> I think you're looking very well, Doctor. Oh, I'm in fine shape, Molly. <laughs> 
That's a fine shape I'm Van Johnson stand in. You're hardly in a position to talk about shapes, my pudgy little friend. As your physician, my advice to you is to take up globe trotting. Globe trotting? Yes, do a little trotting and get rid of that globe. Ha! Ha! <laughs> Moving this furniture is the first exercise McGee has had since he lost his golf ball in 1939, Doctor. There was a time when I would have been too polite to mention this horrible pile of domestic wreckage, but I'd rather be bad-mannered and well-informed. What goes on here? If you must know, Snoopy, I'm looking for my hip boots. I know, I know you're eccentric, McGee, but do you usually keep your hip boots in the living room? Well, he's looked all over the house for them, Doctor. This is Custer's last stand. Or uh, Goodyear's home stretch, you might say. <laughs> okay, okay. Scoff if you want to. D-ride. But I'm going to find them hip boots if it takes off. Hey, Doc. Yeah? I got a feeling I loaned them boots to somebody, and I'll bet a cookie it was you. You got my hip boots? You petty larceny old oh, now, McGee, No, was... I haven't got your trout-smelling, evil-fitting, ankle-twisting, stone-bruised leg sprinklers, your suspicious, nasty-tempered little bandit. Oh. And what's more, I've got more and better fishing equipment of my own than you'll have if you live to be 92, which I hope not. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah. Why, you ham-handed, muscle-bound old fossil, you couldn't catch a perch in a canary cage. Listen, lumphead. You know what they call you out of Dugan's Lake? Minnow the Moocher. <laughs> Why, you haven't, had, you haven't had a fin in your hand since you pawned your grandfather's cufflinks. And the game warden's after you right now for trying to catch catfish with mice on your hook. Oh, heavenly days, McGee, is he really? Don't pay any attention to this bombastic old splint whittler, Molly. What a sportsman he is. The only bang he gets out of fishing is by dynamite in a pond. Until I told him different, he thought a tuna was a guy that fixed your piano. <laughs> For sheer tree-snagging, line-fouling, rock-boating to stupidity. <laughs> hey, Doc, what do you use for trout? Brown hackle, what do you use? Coachman. Did you ever use a brown hackle? No, but I'd like to. Well, let's go out to Lake Sunday. You can try it. Okay, kid, call me about seven, huh? Okay, I'll be there, sport. Bye, Molly. <laughs> Did you really think he had your hip boots, dearie? Nah, he's too big-hearted to ever ask for them back. Ask for them back? <laughs> sure, they're really his boots. I borrowed them from him so long ago he's forgotten all about them. You say Beulah was looking for him? Yes, she is. wonder if she's had any luck. Hey, Beulah! Oh, Beulah! Somebody ball for Beulah? <laughs> Beulah, uh, Mr. McGee here was just wondering if you had any luck finding his hip boots. Have you been all over the house? Over it? Oh, ma'am, I've been over it, under it, round it, between it, and through it. <laughs> this old house sure is full of little crooks and ninnies. <laughs> you mean nooks and crannies, Beulah. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> he hopes. <laughs> what do you use them little old hippity boots for, Mr. McGee? Well, he uses them to go fishing in, Beulah. Didn't you have those out west with you last summer, dearie? Well, now, it seems to me I did, and then again... Where, where did you go fishing last summer, Miss McGee? Oh, up around Boulder Dam, if you'll pardon the expression. Don't mention it, McGee. That is profanity, that's geography. <laughs> you know, folks, i What's the matter, Beulah? Who fished this furniture like that? <laughs> Mr. McGee, Beulah. Though why he expected to find a pair of hip boots in the living room, I'll never know. Oh, oh 
Men is the most unlogical animals, ma'am. <laughs> My brother lose his motorcycle once and went up on the roof looking for it. Well, that was pretty silly. Yeah, except that's where it was. <laughs> Ah, Halloween. Gee, the stuff us guys used to do on Halloween. You know, one night, I and two friends of mine were prowling around looking for... dressed up like ghosts, and a tornado hit town. (laughs) Talk about being three sheets in the wind. (laughs) Three sheets in the wind. You hear what the man said? (laughs) I love that man. If you find Mr. McGee's hip boots, do you adjust them? Uh, what, what do you mean? If I find them, ma'am, I did find them. What? You found my hip boots? Well, why didn't you say so? Nobody asked me, did I? Well, <laughs> here it is, right here, sir. Oh, well, wow. heavenly day. Well, I'll be a... Well, Beulah, you're wonderful. Ah, my old hip boots. Oh, boy, am I glad. Where were they, Beulah? Up in the attic behind that big barrel full of clay pigeons. Oh, you hear that, Molly? They're behind that big barrel of clay pigeons up in the attic. Well, thanks a lot, Beulah. Don't miss it, sir. <laughs> At least for a while. Well, uh, now that you found them, McGee, just what are you going to do with them? What am I going to do with them? I'm going to put them away someplace so I'll know where they're at. What do you think? Well, I'll be a... Move over, ma'am. I'll be with you. something you probably know but may not be fully conscious of. Every time you polish your floors with Johnson's Paste or Liquid Wax, they take on a lovelier sheen. With each application, they become more mellow in their beauty, and they set off your furnishings to better advantage. The wax becomes almost a part of the wood itself, giving it a glowing, satiny luster. And the coat of wax takes the wear, while the surface underneath is safe, protected against dirt and stains. Floors that are regularly wax-protected never get shabby, never show those ugly signs of wear at doorways and between rugs. Dust and dirt are quickly wiped up. So that's why you save work all year when you protect your floors as well as your furniture and woodwork with genuine Johnson's Wax. this way, McGee. There, that's it. Now the Davenport and we're all through. Phew. I never worked so hard in my life. Yeah. And all to find a pair of hip boots that you only wanted to put away. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, where did you put them? Up in the attic. Behind that big barrel of clay pigeons. What? I didn't say a thing. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.